have to do our daily reading. So here goes. Gerald G. Jampolsky says, we cannot teach love and be consistently loving until we stop blaming others and ourselves. Blame can become an automatic response to the troubles we encounter in living. The habit of blaming others for our problems keeps us stuck on a merry-go-round fueled by self-pity. When we consistently look outside ourselves for a scapegoat, life and the blaming game drain our energy. And when we distract ourselves like that, we are not taking positive action to change. We are, power- we are powerless to change other people. We are powerless to change other people. When we keep holding others responsible for our troubles, we make them responsible for our happiness too. Then we then we are ever ready to be hurt by them again and again. When we look at the world through blaming eyes, we block our own ability to experience love. Love asks that we gently and gradually let go of the blaming habit and try to focus instead on what we can change in ourselves and our lives. When we take responsibility for ourselves, we find a whole new sense of power, purpose, and happiness. Today, let me feel the freedom and power of becoming responsible for my own happiness as I learn to stop blaming. Oh, such a good freaking topic. And I will tell you from experience that this reading is spot on. If you take ownership for your stuff, for your behavior, for your actions, and behave accordingly to your values and and where you come from when you look at it and you own your own stuff what does it say our our happiness and power and purpose come to fruition that is so 100% true and I'm going to talk about this from from a relationship standpoint because this is where I did the most growing with it I've also applied this to work too So in the relationship perspective, I, every, every time there was a speed bump, say, instead of putting the blame, like this was important to me as I was early on in my, in my journey of recovery and trying to navigate who I was and figure out how to navigate my recovery. So every time, say, Let's say that a text was missed, right? Like a goodnight text or something like that. Instead of it being his fault, I'd be like, well, did I do something wrong to not get a, you know, goodnight text? And I'm, I'm really simplifying and dramatizing this because I, I don't, it, it obviously happened in bigger issues, but I would then take a look at what was my behavior and that kind of stuff. And when I f- when I did this, one of the things it did, you know, people maybe don't choose to be as friendly with their exes as I do. Like, I think that everybody had a role in my life and whether it's supposed to be a forever thing or not, they still had value in my life. And um, I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But when you take this frame of mind and it becomes about our behavior, 
I owned my stuff and what was happening in the background was I was growing more powerful about my own stuff because I knew I was acting with integrity and values and the things that made me and eventually there's a breaking point where you're just like, wait a minute. I can only control me. I can't control this behavior, but this behavior doesn't align with what's good for me. And then it becomes much easier to get out of those relationships that don't serve us, whether they're romantic or friendships or or work, right? Um, obviously, we can't necessarily end all relationships in our family dynamic. However, this application would work in a family dynamic, like right now, there's a couple different battles that I've I've kind of alluded to. And because they're everybody else's shit, I try to not really get too deep into them on the air because I don't want to hurt people more or ignite the fire. But um, if everybody involved in all this drama of who's not talking to who and who's pissed at who and whatever just would reflect back on their own actions. Because here's the thing, too, guys. People who aren't addicted to things can still have an attitude. I, I see it. You know, like one of the parties has, I think, double-digit sober time in it and still acting like an addict in this situation. You know, like if everybody just looked inwards and owned their own stuff and, and saw the value and the reality of not communicating, not not addressing the issues that started this very little thing and blowing it up into a very big thing, if they actually would stop taking it for granted, you know, that everybody's going to be around tomorrow or that they could live the rest of their life without these people in their life, um, if they if they just would, would look at these two things, I think that everybody would be in a much better spot. And right now, nobody's operating from a place of love. It seems like they're all <laughs> operating from places of anger and hurt. And, and I'm not discounting those feelings, but you got to process them and move on. And I'm, I'm seeing like lifelong or, you know, very long friendships and relationships suffer because of this. In some cases, it's blood, right? Siblings of over 60 years that are struggling to get along, you know, and some of it has to do with the partners in those relationships. Well, this partner isn't happy with this, you know, the other person's partner and blah, blah, blah. Like just own your shit, people. Act like adults. Act like loving, kind human beings like you treated each other before whatever it was that started all this chaos. So I'm a, I'm a believer in this. Now, I also want to note, though, because even just as I was talking about when I owned things like using the simple, you know, you didn't text me goodnight example. There's a, there's a line and I want to be really clear about this because although I owned my own behavior, right. In that one, in that example, it's very clear. Like they didn't say goodnight. It had nothing to do with me, right? Maybe they got busy. Maybe they fell asleep, whatever the case may be. So, there's also this, I can't own all the shit either when it's not my shit to own. So I'm not saying blame, but I'm also saying don't make yourself feel guilty or beat yourself up or whatever over other people's actions. Again, it's a very fine line. It, you just ask yourself, is this serving me? If it's not serving you and you can't talk through it or whatever, then you, you move on, you know? And, and I say that very, very maybe casually, 
but we talk a lot about, you know, that the things that we can put into, you know, the honesty, the trust, the, you know, talking through the yucky stuff, the setting boundaries, all those things. I'm not saying this is something happens once and it's you part ways. I'm saying that really look at, at trends and stuff and don't beat yourself up. Maybe you're in the wrong. I'm not saying that you're not capable of being in the wrong, but what I'm saying is don't dwell on that. Like fix it and move on. Kind of like how the step 10 work. Ten, bleh, step 10 stuff works, right? Like when we're wrong, promptly admit it, fix it, apologize, work through it, whatever the case may be, and move on. Don't dwell in it because dwelling in it fills our negative bucket and can lead us back to the cas- casino, the bet. Maybe it's not the first time. But the more we accumulate all those things, it just sets us up for failure to go back to where we don't want to be, to where, we, you know, to that, to that world. And when, when we do that to ourselves, it's almost like setting ourselves up with an excuse. So that's my, my passionate rant on blame. Don't blame, don't blame others and don't beat yourself up if you need to be accountable for something. I don't want to say blame yourself, right? Like, and maybe sometimes there is blame, you know, like, and you, you, it's just reframe it. I need to take ownership for my actions. I've learned from them. I need to move on, right? That's a lot different than, oh, I blame myself for this and feeling the guilt and the shame and all the shit that comes with it. So I, I, I've, been on a journey of learning through taking action that didn't best serve me. Now I need to take better action. That's that's what it is. So happy Friday to everybody. I am going to sign off on that note. I hope that everyone has a spectacular weekend and will check out the Step 11 show that, that landed today as well as wait until I, I would really listen to my perspective on Step 11 um, and the reading, and then go into next week. Although it wasn't a step 11 specific, just my guest next week just blows my mind. And I have so much respect for him. And um, just really ties into the spirituality piece. And I'll be honest, guys, like my work with spirituality is not done. It's just not done. I actually signed up. I'm going to be doing like a spiritual something or another challenge with someone I don't know so I can learn new things and I can share the new things with you and I can develop my own skill set around this topic so exciting stuff yeah so check out check out today's episode and have a fantastic Friday love you guys and you're well